This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com and anthony. it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdcasterMike, at CurseySmurfErica, and of course, at NerdcastRadio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hey everybody, this is your host Special Mikey, along with me is Super Vegan Brian. Hello, nurse. And with us today, for the second time, anywhere at all, is the wonderful, the fabulous, the best name, I have to say the whole thing at least the first time, David Theobald III. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, all right, all right, I'll, you can have the one, that's fine. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord Toothpick. Yes, hello. How are you doing today, David? Oh, it's a little hot, but you know, what yeah, else? When you, were, when you were with us the first time, um, we everything was kind of crazy. We were doing a little party episode. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Oh, um, well, I'm a gamer for, uh, as uh, a friend of mine put it, from the womb to the tomb, and uh, I've known Brian for several years from our our mutual love of Pathfinder, and uh, I met Michael and uh, um, Anthony through the uh, the podcast here. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you were you were our first patron. Yes. Um, <laughs> you're also our super fan. You've listened to this show more than anybody else, I'm pretty sure. Um, I, I remember messaging you once because it was like the the podcast stats were like you watched 85 episodes in a week or something like 85 plays in a week. And I'm like, what? That can't be real. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had just started my new job and I was bin- I was re- re-listening and binging them all back to back to back to back. <laughs> Oh my god, all that poor audio. Uh, you should re-listen to the early episodes, Michael. They're actually not that bad. Yeah, they're oh, really not bad. Oh, I'm yeah, not, I, I've cringed, I cringed from memory of them, and then I listened to them and went, well, no, no, they're they're fine. They're really not that bad. I mean, our improvements have been very small. I think we still have problems, and they'll they'll improve over time, but yeah, they're, they're really not that bad. Un- I'm, until I'm you sure. get to the episode where we tried to have Daniel on for the first time. Oh god, that that one had bad audio. Oh man, that echo. Oh man. But no, I I agree. You know, we honestly, you know, we have improved a lot over a lot of the stuff that's happened. You know, like otherwise, I I didn't think we were terrible by any measure, at least. So I I've gone through. Did I? Yeah, I've gone through and listened to old episodes. I didn't do like a full back catalog, but I listened to a lot of our like early episodes and thought, man, actually, we're not too bad. Well, full disclosure, I had stopped listening for a couple of weeks as stuff was going on, and I was busy with the the little side job I had for a while, and that's why when I got the new job, I was like, well, I should just start over and make sure I'm caught up. You took a break from our podcast. Get out. I, okay. <laughs> Log off, good sir. Log off. Well, I mean, I don't want to lie to you guys. <laughs> You're, oh, you know what? You know what? 
your honesty is beautiful and fulfilling. So, you know, you know, just just hang out. You're cool. I could, uh, other than editing, I can probably count how many times I've listened to episodes on my hands. I, I typically try to listen to the ones for like that I haven't been on for sure. And then sometimes I just listen to like the ones I really liked that we I'd, did. I'd like to go on a bit of a binge because I want to, I'd like to put some clip shows together. Ooh, clip shows. All right. I mean, yeah. I've listened to them all at least twice. <laughs> and I've, I've never been good at saving outtakes. I, I never save them. I, I, I should record more, but recording more requires much more editing time. True. The outtakes one can be fun, though. So, you know, when you say clip show, all I think of is that is uh, Shades of Grey from Star Trek, the clip show nobody needed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I recently rewatched that episode and I was just like, fuck, they, they did. They need this. Did they really fucking need this? Uh, what are we talking about today? Today, everybody, we're, I, I finally got my wish. We are finally talking about the Power Rangers. Woo. But first, but first, we got to play everybody's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? This is a game where your hosts sit down and play and play. Hang on. This is a game where your hosts sit down and discuss the nerdy things they did this weekend. We all take votes of using Mike Myler's patented widget system to see who wins and did the nerdiest thing. That wasn't too brutal. That was yeah. pretty good, Michael. Yeah. Good. Uh, I got tongue tied on that one. Yeah. <laughs> You want to hear how it's done? Mm, I liked my way. I don't want to feel like <laughs> I mean, is it is it really patented? Uh, all right, go uh, ahead, Mr. Patent Office. Uh, today we're going to play What's Nerdy With You, where the three of us share the nerdiest thing we did this week. And then at the end, we vote using the Michael Myler widgeted system to decide who won all the widgets this week. I'm going to be petty. You said widgeted. I got a little you tongue did. tied. I got a little tongue tied. Yeah, it was it was it's tough. It's it's That's hard. True. Sure. Oh, okay, I'm gonna be petty. <laughs> no, um, but, you, but you did good, uh, David. Since you're a guest, you get to go first. What was nerdy with you this week? Oh, I have a good one. I actually, I hit, I hit a trifecta Ooh. at one point. Uh, uh, thir- Thursday, they didn't have a new Critical Role episode, but which is okay because the week before I missed. Usually, I watch them live, so I missed the one from the week before. So oh, what God. I did was I was playing World of Warcraft. I was watching the Critical Role episode from the week before, and I was assembling some 40K miniatures all at the same time. That's beautiful. Yeah, I I wish I could okay. watch Tell me you I'm did some working. kind of mechanical thing on your keyboard to, like, macro stuff, and, and wow, did you, like, have nail files jammed into your keyboard to make yourself walk? Or <laughs> uh, No, not that elaborate. It was more of I would go kill some things for a minute, stop, glue a couple of pieces together, wait for the glue to set, kill a couple more things in the game, all my critical role was playing on my second screen. So he would murder things, his character would stop, have a wistful look into the distance like, this world is so dark and deceitful, <laughs> and it's all deceitful and deceitful. And then David's just sitting there painting a little bit, and then he gets back to it, and his after he's like, oh, back to the murder train. Yeah, I'm you, leveling you, a mage right now. So you remind me of my brother because my brother used to play um, OG Star Wars Galaxies. Damn. Mm. And oh, in Star Wars it, Galaxies, if you wanted to travel somewhere on land, you had to walk. Oh, and uh, yeah, uh, that game almost cost me my senior year of high school. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> and he would he would take nail files and jam them into the keyboard to yeah. make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got really good with tape. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. you watched. So you watched episode twenty-five. I have not. 
I'm listening to episode 25 right now because I, I listened to it the week uh, a week late. So ah. technically, when I finish episode 25, I'll finish episode 25 here soon. And so, and when I do, I will actually be completely caught up with everybody. And all I know about episode 25 is uh, a picture Sam Regal posted on Instagram of Ashley Johnson looking sad, worried, and upset, and a caption of "WTF, Matt." Well, as a fellow critter, I will not say a single word because and I want you to enjoy it. And somebody took that picture of Matt Mercer from when they uh, from, uh, showed the new studio holding up that piece of paper. And on the paper, they photoshopped in, sorry about episode 25 campaign two. And I, 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 sent that, I sent that picture to Anthony and I just said, what the fuck did you do, Matt? <laughs> nice. So I'm so I'm so worried. But I, I know he's writing out uh, Travis and Laura for a while. Because well, they yeah. had the baby that day. They had the baby that day, and I was like, oh, the baby's here. And I was like, they're not going to be there for a while. Aww. Quick tangent. I have to give Sam Regal props. He has stuck to his guns and wearing the same costume he wore every day for the first campaign, complete with the cowboy getup for episode 25. Um, oh, my God. He did. Oh, yeah. see, I, I need Complete props. And end of tangent. Okay. I'm gonna look at, I I'm have look a at little that. non-spoilers tangent to add in. All right. Go ahead. Um, David. Yes. That most recent episode of um, Glass Cannon podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. Holy shit. Oh huh? my god. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Um, that was. That was nuts. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Michael. Oh right, my god. That. Oh. Oh. Okay. So my I will god. have to. I will have to. I'll actually have to listen to it. Yeah. Yes, you will. For Luckily, sure. Luckily, they're only an hour long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're and, not uh, like. They're, I don't know how they do it. I, I, I mean, are they I'm, recording in multiple bursts? Like, because nobody sits down and plays a game for an hour. So I, you know, I don't know. I think they just I, because they all have such busy lives. I think they can only get together to do it an hour at a time. I mean, I'm sure they probably play for an hour and a half or maybe two and edit it, edit the crap out of it. But I have no idea. Man. Yeah, I know they edit things down. Like they edit rule arguments out. Yeah, they also do a lot of uh, a lot of okay. Uh, they even mention it sometimes when the sometimes and we're back. Okay. Yeah. Um. I know you don't listen to Androids and Aliens, but that one's getting good too. I bet. I'm I'm waiting to build up a nice hefty thing where I can go a couple of days at work with just being able to listen to that and binge it. <laughs> That's. What I'm doing with Critical Role right now is I'm listening to the back catalog, but when I'm waiting for the new episode, mm. I'm up in I'm up in the 60s right now. They just they just finished oh. in the Merc, um, in the, oh, the uh, not the Merkwood, uh, the, uh, the the the, the bog. They they just got, oh, Vin- the bog. They got the, yeah the the bog. They just got they just got Ventress. Awesome. They're the first campaign so, was great. Anyway, sorry. We're on to me now. So but yeah, Ryan, I was leading into you. Don't get yeah. Yeah, you've taken a long time. Yeah, building up <laughs> suspense there, bruh. I'm waiting. That's really awesome. And you know who else has been having a lot of great times and a lot of fun? And he's just an all-around interesting person. Oh, God damn it, Michael. Just get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, that's not the first time I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so, Brian, what's nerdy with you? What's nerdy with me is I binged through um, two shows. I watched all of Community. Oh my gosh! Even the last season the, that was all on six Yacht. seasons. I love Community. I'm just waiting for the movie. I even watched some of the commentary. Oh wow! Yeah, because they they have some commentary episodes on Yahoo. Dang. Um. Th- th- no, I think the show held up all the way through season six. I think season I, six was good. I agree. 
even with uh, I only watched half of the last season, and all I know, all I remember from that one is Abed going, "Yeah, she got spun off." Sacrilege! What the hell, Michael? I, you know what? The last season premiered at a time where I barely had, I barely had a computer in my house, and we did not have internet for the longest well, time at my house. Uh, yeah, we know sh- three people we can have on to do a community episode now. Yay! Oh yeah. man, I would love a community episode, especially those freaking season finales. I'm game. The season finale, the season finales and the paintball, the D and D episodes and the paintball episodes were the fu- amazing. Episode is amazing. Or I mean, any both of the of game episodes, like when they do hot lava. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Or the the pillow fort and the blanket fort war. Um, dude. Uh, oh, and so then they do, and then they do like the the uh, History Channel by uh, basically retelling of it. Yeah. Oh my god, that was the best. I. I, I have to say what I didn't like about the show, like watching all six seasons, the the thing I didn't like is when Pierce was like the villain. Yeah, try, maybe, I didn't like watching Chevy Chase trying to be funny. I didn't like Pierce being the bad guy. I liked it when Pierce was more sympathetic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to be sympathetic, though, when your character's just a dick. Yeah. I think yeah. Chang was a good bad guy. Oh, Chang's great. Oh, yeah, Chang senior, was a good bad guy. Chang. Chang was yeah, good senior. sympathetic too. Um, uh, yeah. Good. Oh, the Changnesia arc is just hysterical. Yeah, the Changnesia oh. arc is pretty good. Well, also the, one of the best that one of my favorite episodes is when Jeff takes the conspiracy theory class. Yes. Oh God, yes. But we should do this on an episode actually talking about. Yes. Yes, I agree. I, now, I agree yeah, it's okay to to do these little tangents. Um, the other show I binged is Future Man on Hulu. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. It's okay. So first off, know this: it is dude humor. Do not watch watch it with a spouse unless you know your spouse likes dude humor. Good to know. Do not watch it with a partner or a spouse. Good it is know. really raunchy dude humor. Um, but looking past that, it's it's actually a pretty good time travel story. Um, it hits all the tropes. Um, it makes a lot of meta commentary about time travel. It's 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 pretty funny. It's and and it's basically the plot of the last Starfighter. It's he plays a he plays a a video game and gets recruited from soldiers from the future to save the world. I I need to see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you just sold it. Yeah, it's, I liked it. Um, last Starfighter, raunchy dude it's, humor. I'm it's in. made by it's made by Seth Rogen. Oh God, that's oh, all you had to say. Fuck, yeah, yeah, shit. Why you know, bury the lead, pal? Yeah, it. Um, they're gonna have a second season. The first season was just last year, so now nah, it was it was um it was good. Um, I'm hoping it gets to Netflix eventually, but Hulu shows don't tend to. Yeah, they're kind of the oil and water there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna have Hulu too much longer. We're just binging on a free month right now. Oh, I actually like Hulu. I I honestly, since I got Hulu, I haven't really looked at Netflix much at all. <laughs> so, but- Michael, what was nerdy with you this week? I'm over here racking my brain. I'm like, did I actually do anything nerdy this week? <laughs> Michael's like, I bought five hats. Burn in hell. <laughs> um, no, I didn't do that, honestly. Uh, the nerdiest thing I did this week was I was actually able to finally sit down and turn my PlayStation back on uh, and, act- and actually boot up uh, the new God of War um, and, be- and binge like the first like four hours of it. And I think that may be the first time you've ever mentioned playing a video game. Yeah, and it, I I'm only mentioning it because the new God of War I am so far I am really loving. Um, this isn't like a bandwagon thing. It's you know, but you know they're using Norse mythology in this. the The graphics are wonderful. The fighting's awesome. The fact that you can just up and throw his axe 
is just the and it comes back to him like Thor's hammer is just great to me. I love it. I've been throwing it at enemies more than I've been hacking and slashing at them. I haven't played it myself. I've heard really good things, though. I don't own it. I've been working through Persona Five myself, so <laughs> yeah. It's, so, but no, I'm I'm burning my way through it, and it's so much fun. So, but oh, oh I guess the other thing I did, you know, that was kind of nerdy this week was I was uh, I'm scanning over uh, pictures, like just online pictures and stuff, trying to find uh, like reference art for the tattoo I want to get in November for my birthday. Ooh. Yeah. Can you tell us anything about that yet, or you? Yes. Yeah, no, I can. I can. Um, I've I've been wanting to get a tattoo for a long time, but like I've never really pushed myself to get it because like never it never really seemed like a like a very special because I wanted to be sort of something very special for some kind of milestone, and I've never really had anything like super big to that would be like I'm gonna go get a tattoo for this. But I was sitting about it, and you know I'm turning thirty this year. That's a milestone for me. I'm leaving my twenties. And, you know, I own my house. I have my kid. We, we want to adopt more kids at some point. So we're so I figured this is, you know, the milestone of my life. I re- I'm really going to go for it and I'm going to I'm going to get it. And I've had I know what I wanted to get for the last five years. And every time I thought about it, my, my thought has never changed. It's I want to get this and have it. I want to get a shield on my left shoulder. Uh, and uh, like a knight's shield, and I want to have a cross in it, and I want it to, and I'm gonna have, I don't want color in it, I want it to be like have really nice shading, and then below it, I want my family words tattooed on me, which my family words are hope is will, faith is strength. Ooh, nice. That's really cool. That that's um, I I want to share my tattoo story, but I don't want to undercut yours because mine has a very different theme to it. Oh, same here. Um, oh, that's that's perfectly okay. That this you, I'm not you, like in it for a competition. This is just something that's special to me because well, it it carries the weight of the of my family words that I have that I made these words when I got married because this is like well, this is what I told my wife. I was like, these are our family words. These are the words that our family you know will live by. These are where we will you know this is how, kind of how we hold our identity. If you have hope, if you have a, if you have hope, then you have a will to go. If you have faith, then you then you have a strength within you. That's really cool. Yeah, that's deep, man. That's good yeah. stuff. So let's <laughs> let's go in a completely different direction and talk about Brian's tattoo that's been sitting in a drawer in his file cabinet for years. Oh, I actually have mine. So oh, okay, so you yeah you go next. <laughs> You're you next. Actually, you actually have your tattoo. So I have I have chickened out to get this thing for like forever, but I'm gonna get it eventually. Um, I um. I'm going to get a Japanese symbol on my arm. I have a friend who was Japanese who wrote it up for me. I've done some research, made sure it's the right symbol. And that's um, good. I'm going to get, um, I'm going to get a symbol. Your friend's a dick and he's just like, it's a soy sauce. (laughs) It's a very, it's a very stylish Japanese character and it's going to go on my right arm. What's the character for, if we're allowed to ask? Oh, arm. Ah, No. no way. That's amazing. <laughs> you have to get this tattoo now. <laughs> You're not allowed to not get this tattoo. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's the best. Uh, oh no! <laughs> if I get my tattoo this year, you have to get yours next year. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, mine's actually a geeky tattoo. I have uh, the Imperial Crest from Star Wars tattooed on my left shoulder blade. It's like the Empire's always got my back. Oh God! You know, I saw a guy. 
a while back. On his left leg, he had the empire, he had the imperial symbol, and then on his right leg, he had the rebel alliance symbol. But they're on his on the backs of his calves. Yeah. See, I had an idea for a design for the whole back, but uh, the artist that I was working with uh, it didn't work out anymore. So I just got the one piece. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. At least you you were able to get something you you wanted. Oh yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know why it's talking about Star Wars tattoos. I think of that scene from the movie Fanboys with Seth with oh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> this arm's dark side. Don't go to the dark side of the Force. Well, I can't say anything. My stepdad has an entire sleeve of Star Wars stuff. So that is so uh, that is so cool. Um, he doesn't have Jar Jar Binks and Anakin Skywalker on his back, right? Oh, fuck no. Come on. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is going to be amazing. That dude's going to be the Booshnickens. <laughs> so <sighs> we, we are going to vote now. And it's time to vote using Mike Myler's patented widget system. We all get four. David, where do you put yours and why? Oh, I don't know. I kind of had the geeky trifecta. I think I have to, to give them all to myself. All right. You are a official terrible person. Oh, yeah. I, I said as such at the live episode. <laughs> I am going to give... Um, oh, this is hard. That's what she said. Well, David's is good, so I'm going to give him two. Woo. And I'm sorry, Michael. I'm going to give myself two. No, it's fine, dude. All you do is play a video game. I, right. I, no, no. I'm going to give you one of them because you. this is the first time you've ever had a what's nerdy with you where you're like i played a video game you've never done that before so that's that, that makes it extra nerdy so um yeah so two to david one to myself one to michael michael uh you have four i love community and i love the other show you watch too so i'm gonna give you three and david i know it you did the trifecta that is amazing it's awesome i mean especially considering its critical role you that's a special place in my heart any other time in the world, I probably would have gave you all the widgets, but you, you, I'll give you a widget. All okay. right, David wins with seven. Yay! So you uh, get no, you can you can keep them. I know they're radioactive. I'm I'm good. The drone is already on its way. Damn it! All right, where's my shotgun? <laughs> There's no canceling. <laughs> and uh, it's gonna it, take a while. The drone comes from Ohio. Oh, okay. I'm good then. Yeah, and it might have some problems on the way. We have Erica's daughter in charge of the drones. Ah. Yeah, she's flying it, so... Not yeah. not Amelia, the baby. Right. <laughs> oh, my God, we didn't put her on the sticks? Oh, no. Yeah, Rowan will be sending the drones. <laughs> I try to mention them when she's not on an episode, because I know she listens to the episode she's not on. Did I lose you guys? No, no, I'm here. Sorry, I was oh, okay, uh, taking cool. a drink. All right, so, um, Michael... So now... a little introduction. So now we get to talk about a show started long ago... About teenagers with attitude and a floating head in a glass tube. One of the most iconic, and now one of the most iconic androids of all time. Being recruited because you've got to have, because you have attitude has got to be the most 90s fucking thing. Oh, it was. Uh, it was. Right? <laughs> Alpha Rita's escaped. Recruit teenagers with attitude. Nowadays, uh, yeah, 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 that yeah, just yeah. means they tell their mom to shut up in the back of the minivan. So what was Power Rangers? Power Rangers was a show... Actually, I want to look this up. I want to look up the description on the wiki really quick. Uh, okay, I did the oh, research. because I, I could give a yeah, synopsis. Yeah, without I'm, doing I'm trying to get research. away from these wiki lookup bullshit. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was a it was a it. American version of a Super Sentai show from Japan. A group of people were fighting against evil monsters, and, and they would morph into these. They would morph into these awesome suits, and then they had these big robots they could call that were called Zords. Super Sentai was a special kind of Japanese show called a Tok. 
Tokusatsu. Uh, Tokusatsu is a movie or show that focuses on big special effects. Um, the most famous Tokusatsu would be Godzilla. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they oh. were in the same category. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, me neither. Awesome. Giant monsters. Giant monsters. Okay. So, but yes, power. And so it started off. Uh, Super Sentai started off in. A, it was a mid '80s live action superhero show about a team about a, a team of people of uh, these basically rangers. And then the a lot of the American rights to the show was sold out here to uh, to a company called Saban Entertainment. And they used uh, a large amount of the original footage from the original show to to splice in with footage for the American audiences. Eventually, they they were able to diverge more from the from the Super Sendai um, stuff because they had enough uh, budget later on, and they've got uh, their own copies of the costumes, uh, villain, uh, the main villain costumes, and everything shipped over when they were like basically being done being used by the company and they were able to, you know, start diverging storylines even heavier and actually filming a lot of their own action sequences uh, in costume. So, and, and they became their, uh, here in America, they're their big own thing. Like if you look at they, how they are in Japan, like with a lot of the series now and how we are here, massive difference. But the, the one thing is still the same colorful uh, suits, Overacting when in the costumes, giant robots. Yeah, well, one of the things for the first season, at least, was they weren't actually in the costumes much, if at all. Uh, the only of <laughs> the American the scenes were only yeah. the live action or the stuff when they were out of costume. Yeah, like the first, yeah, like the first season, they, I think they wore the costumes like once, and that was because they had to take the helmets off. Other than that, yeah, it was it was all stock footage from the Super Sendai run. Uh, in Japan, uh, I think it wasn't until Tommy showed up that they were they did a lot of suit work. Yeah. After Tommy showed up, they started doing a ton of suit work because his arc involved them having to, you know, fight in suits and him showing his face and everything. Plus a lot of the like uh, the Rita's little dark prison dimension thing. A lot of that happened. There, and a lot of uh, work in there happened. Yeah, that and it was harder to get away with swapping to the Japanese animation where the pink ranger was clearly a man. Yeah, well, the yellow ranger. Well, the yellow ranger had a skirt on, but in the American version, the pink ranger was a girl, and in the Japanese version, the pink ranger was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you have that reversed because it was the yellow ranger, and the, in our version, both the pink and yellow were girls, and in the Japanese, the pink, uh, the pink was a girl and the yellow was a guy. That's why the yeah, pink one had a skirt and the yellow one didn't. Was it the pink one that had the skirt? I could have sworn yeah. it was. Okay. I, I, yeah. okay. No, that's all right. Right church, wrong pew. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, plus, come on. We're talking We're talking about stuff that happened in 93. Yeah, I know. Like I said, I was six. As I was saying before, I, I was six. So, yeah. yay. Oh. So yeah, You were six. I was segue. five. Brian was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was in eighth grade, probably. I'm, I, you know, it's hard to remember exactly grades and years and stuff. God, you're old. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, David, um, give us a little bit of an idea of what your experience with the show was. Oh, when it first came out, we would run home from school. Like I said, I was in first grade. So we would my my friends would run home from our elementary school, which was a couple of blocks away. And my house had the biggest TV. So we'd all gather in the living room and watch Power Rangers at three thirty. And it was the best thing ever. We would play Power Rangers at lunchtime and at recess and outside. We'd wave sticks around and pretend we were in big zords. So that was awesome. See, I had a similar experience when I was that age, but it was Ninja Turtles. Oh, I was big on Ninja Turtles, too. The The cartoon was amazing. Yeah. But 
Power Rangers was the end all and be all when it came out. It just gives me an idea of what you what your experience was, because when I was that, you know, when I was that age, Ninja Turtles was new, like brand new. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was the same thing. And it was I mean, the similarities between the two, you know, there's a lot of similarities between Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, definitely. Krang is almost a Rita Repulsa villain, even though she's, he's not. <laughs> oh, almost completely. So, but the the yeah. show itself became an, 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 a national phenomenon. You know, they did start selling toys because, as you mentioned, you know, Saban is a uh, is also a, a merchandising group as well as an entertainment group. Uh, are they owned by by Bandai or just affiliated with Bandai? I think later on, you know, um, it was hard to piece the information together. What I what I get was it was um, Saban first, then Bandai owned it, um, and then Hasbro. But I, I, you know, there's a lot of other names mixed in there, so um, I don't have it all. Um, I do down. believe I think Disney owned the rights for a while. I don't think so. That or uh, was no. just that or was just they had a deal uh, license to deal on the Disney Channel. Yeah, was it, it was probably to show them on the channel. I don't know about actually owning it. They showed because um, there was like two or there was like three or four seasons that they they aired on Disney XD. Yeah, all the all the toys I used to have and stuff were all bad. Okay, so it was Saban first, then BVS Entertainment, um, and now it's owned by SCG Power Rangers and Hasbro. Okay, all right. And um, Super Sentai was produced by Toei po- Company. Toei Company. Oh, it was Toei. Awesome. Yeah. Toei oh, was the original? Wow. Yeah, they're very wide-reaching net with stuff they produced. I mean... <laughs> well, yeah. So so there was... A, okay, so Power Rangers. I, I like... Uh, on the li- on they're on this list on the outline, Brian... Um, yeah, we're, it, it we're, did, on, we're on experience. David did his. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> For experience with the show, I happened upon it when it was on episode... Two apparently, as I went back and looked, and at the first episode, I remember watching in my parents' bedroom when I was homesick from school, and it was. It turns out it was episode two. Uh, I watched, and I I watched it from then on. Like I every like like David, you know, me and my friends would run home, would go home from school. We'd uh, I I watched it with my sister, and then later on, my sister and my cousins because they ended up living with us for a while, and we would watch the sh- and we would watch the show when my cousins were like. When we started getting older, you know, everybody else stopped watching it. I I never stopped watching it religiously, honestly, until like after Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. I like, and then I would go in and and catch up and be spotty with it. But like, I was hardcore into the Rangers. I did. I never wanted to give it up. Uh, oh wow! Because I, I loved. Well, I loved the story. I loved the stories. I loved the characters and and everything. And, like the their message of you know being like fighting the bad guys, being like. Help, uh, helping protect people and trying not to escalate the fight uh, were a big deal for me, and so I very much enjoyed it. Um, but that, that's my basic experience with it: is that I've very much enjoyed the you know the show, the show and series, uh, and I've been, that's one reason why I wanted to do this episode for so long is because I have held the show in such high regard. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. I, I was a huge fan up until the first movie came out, and then that's when I pretty much stopped watching. Was you know, after I, I was, with how little I was, I was, I was young. You know, we were young when the first movie came out, and I, 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 at the time, I loved it. I was like, man, this movie's actually really good. This is great. And then I, like, went back and watched it when I was, like, I think I, was, I, think I was fresh out of high school. And I, when I wa- went back and watched it, and 
I was like, oh my god, this this hurts worse than the TV show did. <laughs> I mean, Ivan Ooze was fun and all, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I got more into anime after that movie came out, and that's when I started uh, moving more towards that than other things how, that was going on. How old would you be around that point? Yeah, the movie came out in 96. Uh, I was 10. Yeah. We had just we had just moved too, so there was a whole lot of drama and stuff going on in, in my real life and with school and everything. So a lot of stuff fell by the wayside. I remember when it started. Um, so like in that period of my life, I was living at a mobile home, and when I started in high school, we were moving into a house. So I remember being in the mobile home when the show came out and telling my friends at the mobile home park about it, and we would watch it together and we would talk about it and. Then I remember continuing to watch it. I remember this Tommy storyline, and I thought that was really cool. But then I kind of remember losing interest and kind of like I would see a Power Rangers thing on TV and be like, holy shit, is that show still on? And that was my relationship with the show for years was like, wow, I can't believe this has gone on as yeah, long as it has. It's still going on. But I remember right. when it wasn't Mighty Morphin Power Rangers anymore, I had this terrible like disgust. I was like, ugh, who would want to watch that? Oh, <laughs> when they when they changed when they became the Zero Rangers and they actually and they finally officially changed the the theme song to the Zero oh. Rangers theme song, I like the first two episodes. I was so pissed off. I was like, no, no, oh, yeah. dude, can't change that because it didn't say you Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It, it says you Zero Rangers, and I was like, no, this isn't right. No, it's not fine. And then I ended up loving the Zero season. I think yeah, but Mighty Morphin Power song. Rangers. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say that theme song is just epic. That opening guitar rift is insane. Oh yeah, it does nothing but hype you up for how awesome the show's gonna be. There's a video I'll have to find again. I have to find it again. A friend of mine sent it to me, and it's somebody. It's a, a a guy and a chick playing the Power Rangers theme song on bagpipes and bass guitar. Oh my god, I love it. And um, it's, amazing it, it I, I listened to it like four times i watched it because it was a video i watched it like four or five times and i was just nice. each time i was like yeah well whenever i play my bard in a pathfinder game whenever i do a, an inspire courage performance that i always pull up youtube and play that as his performance <laughs> this is well, what he plays <laughs> i wanna i wanna bring out like a big thing about power rangers that is so powerful of like how when it came out why it was such a big deal for us is this was 1993. This was the same year that Jurassic Park came out. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were a big like freaking deal. I was, I was way too I young. Like dinosaurs. Yeah. I like dinosaurs. God damn it, Michael. <laughs> uh, sadly, I was a little too young for Jurassic Park when it first came out. I was also a very scared shit kid. I didn't. I, I still don't like horror stuff and. That was considered scary to me when I was a kid, so I didn't watch it out of for that reason, and I also wasn't allowed to because I was only like seven. So yeah, I didn't. Man, see I have Jurassic terrible Park parents. I, was a lot, I didn't see Jurassic Park till I was a lot older. I read the book because it was like Scholastic Book Club reading. Oh, I've read the book too. I've read all of Crichton's works actually. <laughs> um, it, I have I mean, terrible parents. My parents let me watch it like. When it first came out, when it when it came to V, like when it very first came to VHS, they rented it from Blockbuster. Like, hey, it's a movie about dinosaurs. I watched it and I was like, oh my god, I don't want dinosaurs to be real. Oh wow, you had this no. Confluence of things. You had like superheroes. You had superheroes, so they were like teenagers getting powers, and that was appealing to kids. You had dinosaurs. You had martial arts. Um, you had big giant monsters. Yeah. And, and you know, like I was old enough that I remembered the original run of Voltron. 
So I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is like a live action Voltron. I watched the reruns of Vol- the original Voltron. I liked the original Voltron. Yeah, I have since <laughs> in the last five, six years or so watched Voltron. But when I was a kid, I didn't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> well, that would have been before you were born. Yeah, exactly. So like, like, that was when I was small. Voltron was a big deal when I was yeah. a little kid. I mean, everybody had Voltron toys. And yeah. the, you, the, the one kid that everyone was jealous of was the one who could actually make Voltron from his toys. Oh, um, so the kid who was able to get all the lions. Yeah, because most of us would have a lion. And then he's like, I have all the lions. Yeah, I had a friend who had the Voltron that sat on a little base and you could remote control it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um. During the time that Power Rangers was out, it was part of Fox Kids, um, Animaniacs, Batman Animated Series, um, Eek the Cat was kind of at the end of its run. I'm re-Eek the Cat. Um, Tasmania. Um, Tiny that. Toon Adventures was sort of starting to run out. That was when they were in reruns. Yeah, yeah but it was I still, still such a great show. Oh, but it was still amazing. Sorry, you can hear the chair. It's um, one of those I still know the theme song to this day. Oh, word right. For word. It's like DuckTales. I can just sing. Someone just Duck starts Tales. going and I have to jump do, in. It's do, 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 do. That's how I made a friend at work. He started singing the DuckTales theme song and I was like, that DuckTales? He goes, yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then we high five. Exactly. It's compulsory. You don't even want to. You just have to say woohoo. Anyhow. Uh, where <laughs> this car in San Diego was also running during that time, and I loved that show. I mistake, I, I, I've mistaken that with the live action game show so often that they're kind of the same show to me. Yeah, because anonymous. <laughs> yeah, because the Fox Kids one was the animated show. Yeah, I, I remember the animated show, but the thing I really, really remember a lot about was the the game show. There yeah. were so many good things happening for pop culture that year in '94, which was part of the same season. X-Men premiered. X-Men was actually supposed to premiere at the same time as Power Rangers, but it took a long time for them to make it. God, so the X-Men animated series. Still my f- number one favorite X-Men series. I think I still, I still to this day, believe that is the best X-Men series. I love it. Bobby's World also played during that time. The Howie Mandel well, show. Bobby's World was great. Uh, I, I think that was probably the thing that was keeping me running to Fox Kids. Man, that show was just so good. Yeah, so we didn't really watch Fox Kids much. We watched a lot of Nickelodeon, but because Power Rangers was on, we'd watch it for Power Rangers. The, then, I think I started to go back more to the animation because I remember watching um, Fox's Peter Pan and the Pirates religiously, which was a little later. I remember that. I you actually remember that? don't remember that. I remember Doug and Rugrats and other stuff from Nickelodeon. Before we were recording, I was telling David about Fox's Peter Pan and the Pirates. I was like, and and I think I summed it up as true to the books. Tim Curry was Captain Hook. Yeah. And what did you say? I said, you you pretty much sold me on just saying Tim Curry, Captain Hook. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That one was really good. I enjoyed that one. Animaniacs loved it. Batman the Animated Series, you know, created a, a, created a Batman for mm. a generation. All oh, the Animated Series was so good. And the embodiment of the Joker as far as all of us are concerned. Oh, yeah. Mark Hamill will forever be Joker. So... So let's start with David on this next one. I, I invented this bullet, Michael, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead on this. Yeah, do it. Um, when you search back into your childhood, what's the first memory of an episode that pops into your head? Like, what, what do you have any, like, specific episodes or shows or, or like, Power Rangers memories that just kind of come back 
when I think about when when someone says, "Hey, you remember Power Rangers?" The first thing that goes through my mind is the first time the Green Ranger he was he is still the Green Ranger at this point, and the bad guy pulls out the dagger and summons his his dragon sword. Yeah. Yep. And melody. Even t- every time I see just the clip of that, and I chills down the back of my oh oh that's good <laughs> um don't worry uh, michael when we get to the last bullet i'm going to give you your time to shine to talk about the comics <laughs> um michael what yes. about you what memories for me it's a it's a ton of things actually that come back um i would say you know i, I one of the things that you know is really prominent is you know when we you know when tommy is, is the green ranger and they're fighting. Also, the other one, uh, the big one is, you know, the original, me- like, one of the big memories for me is the original Megazord. The original Megazord is my mm. favorite Megazord, in my in my personal opinion. Uh, it's the best. I love that Megazord. The way it was designed, the way it, it fought and moved, like, all the other Megazords are really cool, but that one, there was, just, there was just something about that Megazord that it just made me think. I have to agree. <laughs> when like, I, I go back in my mind and think about the show, I remember how how much the American scene, scenes reminded me of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> um, and I think of Bulk and Skull. Oh, I loved Bulk and Skull. Because their I comedy fo- was like my favorite part of the show. Yeah. They're I also, I think, Bulk the only two now. characters that make it all the way through every series so far or something like that. I there also was... remember how much I liked the putties. I thought the putties were a good um, Mookie villain. Yeah, they were always defeated too, which was kind of funny. <laughs> the, okay, the putties. When it comes to the putties, I thought they were great. Me and my because one thing we could make the no, me and my friends could make the noise that they made. And Rita's yeah. putties were really cool, but then they did uh, Zed's putties, which were interesting. But at the same time, it's like hit the Z on their chest, and they go away, and then they would have like these long fight sequences with them, yeah. and then they would hit the Zs, and and then they would like go away really fast. I was like. And I don't know if it was my age or what, but I was just like, why don't you just do that right away? No, that's that's <laughs> the other thing about Power Rangers that I'll never, ever forget was the bad guys, Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the bad dubbing. Yeah. They had what well, was Zed. They had to intentionally like dumb him down because like his first episode, he murders their zords and beats the hell out of them. And like and, and he was like really scary. He was like really bad off and then he like, has no skin of course he was really scary <laughs> like but he was like like just like deed wise he was he was actually evil he was like like Rita Repulsa looks like a kindergarten teacher after him oh yeah and, I, I I meant more just like for the visual I oh, can visually out of a light no, no, I agree you could I, see his brain oh yeah he had no skin and Rita Repulsa is like the one bad guy I will always know exactly where she's from <laughs> she yeah Rita is like Madonna at 90 with the cones. <laughs> Make my monster grow. <laughs> she like she was a really good villain. I really enjoyed her. Her story though, you know, for the in the Super Sendai is she became a witch because she made a deal with the devil to bring her son back to life and her son ended up not loving her anymore when he got yeah. brought back to life so she became a witch. Now, well, red when Zed entered the show, that was when they recast Rita, right? Because it wasn't started- dubbed anymore. Um, yeah, because they found, Zed was an American creation. 
Yes, he didn't exist in the Japanese version. They started, I don't know, a lot of her face work and everything, they, they tried to use as much of the original actress as they could, but they ended up having to cast somebody. I, um, but they found somebody as much as they could that looked like her, but they also tried to like push the cameras back and keep it in, like off her face so people wouldn't notice. Yeah, until the movie, and then she, was, the movie. Of, she was in the movie a lot. So yeah. Zed and Rita had a son. Yes. Um, but let that make all the mental pictures happen in your mind. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, go okay. ahead. No, 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 no. You did. You said it. <laughs> oh, okay. There's only one place on his body that has skin. <laughs> I doubt that very much. I mean, uh, he was rocking quite the cod piece, but yeah. <laughs> uh, the cod... <laughs> The cod piece isn't so, so you don't yeah. see it. The cod piece is so it doesn't fall off. Yeah, Zed had some, oh, God. Had some parent complaints. He was toned down. He had some parent complaints. Yeah, well, parents. He had no skin. They made him comical later. They had to. Oh, they made he him was way too dark show. for a kid show. Which makes me sad because he was amazing. I loved him as a kid. And I was like, this guy is a bad guy. This guy is a bad guy. Now, I'm going to go back to Voltron real quick and just remind the listeners that, okay, so in the 90s, Power Rangers has Zed on. Parents complain about being too dark. When I was a kid, I watched the first episode of Voltron where someone gets stabbed through the back and the sword comes out of their heart. Yeah, but that was a cartoon. Cartoon <laughs> violence is fine. We all, we all know this. Huh. That was a cartoon. <laughs> that was a cartoon. Oh man! Because you know everyone knows cartoon violence isn't real violence. I mean, look at Looney Tunes. There's a thing going around right now where the Bug Buddy shot a guy because he wouldn't stop coughing. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's at the piano. He's about to start a performance, and this guy starts coughing. So he stops. He goes to do the the performance again. He starts coughing again. He stops. Looks at the guy. Goes back to do the performance. Coughs again. He stands up, whips out a gun, shoots him. <laughs> Hell yeah! So, now, <laughs> you know, one thing I realized, though, is, you know, usually they get new Zords when their Zords are destroyed or or or, or something. One thing I realized, you know, with their Zords, um, Titanus, the, the Brachio, the original Brachio Zord that they had and that made that they've combined with the Megazord, the Dragon Zord and him to make the Ultra Zord. He was never really defeated. So, like, it, Really? He just, hmm. Yeah, he like disappeared. I remember there was at one point like he was like sucked into the ground and they couldn't save him from that. But if I remember, he came back and he like so like, but their Zords were were destroyed. Like Zed destroyed those Zords, but Titanus, if I remember, like he like stayed hidden for like a really long time. So I'm like, and plus the Dragon Zord was never defeated. It's sleeping in Angel Grove Bay, technically. Yeah, well, the Dragon Zord was badass enough to where it could handle the Megazord on its own. I mean, it oh, was in yeah. itself a force of nature. Plus, that that like spinning drill bit tail was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that 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 was the best. So like, I've always wished there would be like an uh, an episode in one of the seasons where they find the Dragon Dagger and be like, "What does this do?" Or like, their their the the current Rangers, whoever they would be, their mentor goes, "There's there's you need to go get something that has." Like, since I'm on a quest, they need the, this object of power and everything, and the object of power ends up being the dragon dagger. And then he's like, this will summon a zord that will help you in your moment of need. And then, boom, dragon zord. You're giving me ideas for a Pathfinder homebrew. Nice. Mm. Nice. So, when it comes to Power Rangers, though, um, David, what would you say had, like, in all your time watching it, what would you say was, like, your favorite season? Oh, well, like, the first season I really or, watched was... Or the, favorite uh, team, really. 
Well, the original team of it was was in my opinion the best, and it was even when they were stereotypical about it and had a black guy playing the Black Ranger, <laughs> which was hilarious. It was the the yeah uh, Trini the the Asian person playing the Yellow Ranger. Oh, it was so bad. But uh, it wasn't intentional. No, I not at all. Doubt, it was just I comical the way it doubt. worked. Out. There's there's a video on YouTube called Zornon's Racist, and, yeah. <laughs> and I mean there was no malice hilarious. behind it when they did it, but. But anyways, yeah, the the original cast is my favorite, and the the one arc that really just plays comes to mind when I think about the early seasons of the show was the original Green Ranger arc, where it was a five episode to be continued every time, straight where he attacks and decimates the team, and then they they eventually beat him. They come together, eventually beat him, and then Zordon turns him into the White Ranger. Oh man, yeah, it, it was it was great. And his his storyline was so heartfelt, you know, because people wrote into the show stating that they loved the Green Ranger that they wanted because he he was good at the end of the arc and helped him, and he was supposed to go away. But people were like, no, we like him. He's great. We want him to come back. We want more of him. And so they wrote him back into the show, and they kept him coming on yeah. the show and had him become a staple because he was af- originally after his his run as the Green Ranger, Tommy was supposed to walk off into the sunset. Like he wasn't not supposed to show up again, and yeah, now was, the character of Tommy Oliver is one of the most popular Rangers for the entire series. This was back in the day when people wrote letters to networks. Literally right? wrote letters. No electronic mail. For me, I think I, I, you know, it's it's hard to do this because it's like that storyline was so good that it's got to be the same one for me. Um, it was just. It was good TV. It was a good storyline to having Tommy show up and be the bad guy and then get redeemed and and then end up becoming the White Ranger. I mean, I hate to repeat it, but yeah, that's that's what pops oh, in my mind. Sure. No, I understand. You know, that holds a very near and dear that storyline. Everything holds very near and dear to me, especially whenever you see the episode when Billy finds that Zordon and, and Alpha are, are not in the, the command center and then that door opens and he falls through basically infinity almost i guess because he falls through white light oh, and he yeah. lands on that grate and he just sees them making this suit and this white the white ranger suit and they're and he's like what yeah. are they doing and why is it a secret well it and was then, it was it was our version of a kid as a kid of uh, who shot mr burns who's the white ranger what's going oh, on yeah. <laughs> you know it, it originally wasn't going to be tommy it was going to be another actor and they're going to bring in a new ranger and it was supposed to be like another one of their friends but people wrote again, wrote in, wanted Jason David Frank to come back. They loved him so much. He was actually just shot a pilot for a show uh, for VR Troopers. He was going to be the main lead for VR Troopers, and he, uh, because the people liked him, they figured give him his own show. And then people p- people wrote and expressed so much that they wanted him on the show, back on the show, that they were like, bring him back. We'll make him the White Ranger. And so VR Troopers became what it was, and he became the White Ranger. I remember VR Troopers. Barely remember VR Troopers, but oh, I remember VR Troopers. I remember VR Troopers. I actually really liked it. My cousin had and the action figure for the main for the the main trooper who was red and blue, and he had that little arm blade thing, and uh, the action figure the little blade clipped onto it. Um, what uh, about for you, me, Michael? Do you have a favorite arc story? For me, okay, the the one you guys talked about, you know, and the original Rangers, very near and dear to my heart. But my actual favorite season was Power Rangers in Space. That was my favorite team. I really liked it, and I liked their big story arc. Um, you know, when they found out that Astronema was his sister, and it was it was a three episode arc where she goes and bees with her brother, 
and then they they're like we have this information we need to get this information and she volunteers to pretend to be astronomer there's nobody back home that really knew she was gone except for like one guy and she goes back and then they kidnap her and in a really dark twist for a kid's show they strap her to a table toward basically torture her and may and put cybernetic implants into her and can mind control her for the rest of the season oh that's right yeah i like, forgot about that they do brain oh, surgery well that and at the end of that season i okay i got sad when zed killed the i got sad when they became zeo i got you know sad when tommy left the show these are all sad moments uh when the command center was destroyed again at the end of turbo and they had to become the space rangers that was really sad for me i i do love that you have to say again but yeah <laughs> but the thing this this moment this is a one of the biggest moments in power rangers for me and it always will be uh, it shattered my heart and i legitimately cried this is power rangers in space so i was fairly old was at the end of the was at the end of the space rangers run astronomer has taken over angel grove they're fighting desperately to stop her forces and at this point uh, zordon had been captured and he was they were trying to kill him basically and it, it happened back in turbo but they had had him this entire time and he goes and tells andros the red ranger for the space rangers that there's still just enough good energy from the grid within his his chamber for the the time for for the the time vortex that if he broke shattered it he could wipe in the vicinity he could wipe out the evil you watch the red ranger take his weapon and kill zordon of eltar and saves everybody i'm actually starting to tear up talking about this i watched the clips on youtube it's pretty crazy it was so rough and I can't remember the guy's name, but he was the basically astronomer's right-hand man, the guy who was black and with green lines, who ends up getting brainwashed himself. He became like an, a father figure to her. And just to watch him get brainwashed and then killed without being able to see basically the child he raised become good was like just all that. And then like Rita and Zed get turned into pe- regular people who now have to live on the moon. And but like that, that, like that's the goofy part. But like in the in the in the vicinity of of basically Earth and like the close galaxy, the evil, the known evil is wiped out. You know, Diva Tox gets made good. All of her Piranatrons are dead. Her her henchmen are gone. The all of Astronomer's henchmen are gone. All of those guys are gone. She gets saved. Like the, somehow the good mad the good magic. The good energy destroys the the implants and stuff, and she becomes uh, Corona again. Like I, I when I well, the first time I watched this episode, and you see the uh, spiral saber sh- shatter the chamber, I was in tears. I was legitimately crying. It wasn't like a lone tear. I was crying. So that is like one of the most powerful memories for Power Rangers with me. It's amazing how much a show can affect our hearts, and you know, especially the ones that were such a big part of our childhoods. Yeah. Oh, that like that one hit. Plus, they had one of the best um, anti Rangers arc too, because everybody had like you know they look like the Rangers, but they're not the Rangers. But the Rangers have to fight them like that. And the anti Rangers, they had one of the best anti Rangers arc, and they tried to do it again with Lost Galaxy, and it was pretty good, but it wasn't as good. And that's the Psycho Rangers. Okay, we got we we got a couple more bullets to get through really quick before we have to wrap up. Uh, so I'm sorry. This, you, you guys can tell why I wanted to do this episode. So let's do just mm-hmm. some real quick perspectives on the reboot movie that came out. Yes. Um, David, 
It'll be real quick. I didn't actually see it, so oh. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I have no opinion on it because I haven't let's, seen it. Let's try to make this pure then, and we'll just focus on the original show. I I liked the movie, but let's. I will, let's just... I, I will say I really love the movie. Um, uh, I, it's not really a spoiler, but David, you do need to watch it because at one point they do play the original theme song. Oh yeah, yeah. no, my uh, my roommate Roy saw it like six times and wouldn't stop raving about it. Just when it came out. I wasn't in a position that I was able to go see it, so I just I haven't seen it. Try and try and make the effort to go see it. Yeah, yeah. Try to get the chance to see it. It's good. There's going to be a sequel. There, All right, I'll, I, there's going to be a sequel. I will add it to my queue of things uh, to things to watch. Yeah, because just just know that it's actually a, an amazing scene when they start playing. Because it's only a snippet, but it's they play a, a snippet of the original theme song, and it's amazing. But you'll notice that there's something wrong in the scene whenever it's happening, and it's intentional, and you're gonna laugh. Ooh, awesome! Okay, and you'll, you're gonna laugh. Um, so future of the Power Rangers, Michael, this is your topic. Um, because there's some, you know, the show is still running. We don't the watch show, the, you know, the, it's for kids. We don't really watch the newer ones. I have, I, you know, whenever a new season starts, I try and watch maybe one or two episodes to get a yeah. feel. Uh, the current run right now is called Ninja Steel. They're doing a, this is their second team of Ninja Rangers. Um, God, Ninja Rangers. Your, your daughter <laughs> is starting to get to the age where she could show some interest in it. I would let her watch Power Rangers, but it's a discussion I have to have with her mother because her mother didn't watch the Power Rangers. <gasps> Sacrilege. Uh-huh. Well, it, it's the home she grew up in. Okay. Uh, so I would have to talk to her mom, but... I would totally be fine with her watching Power Rangers because uh, their message is good. You know, the, you know, the original Rangers, it, it was like, you know, you have this power, but that power is to defend. Yeah, you're you're to never escalate a fight. You're to end it as peacefully as possible. Like it's in, like, it's in the theme song. Yeah, they're morphing the, the to morph and, and fight and everything. That's all the last resort. So but a uh, future of it, uh, I've been reading. There's uh, supposed to be. I, I don't know if this is uh, It's supposed to take place. I, I think the what I heard was supposed to be like what's after Ninja Steel and it's supposed to be like they do like they're talking about uh, there's prototypes for like leather ranger costumes and the main villain is supposed to be going for the morphing grid directly. The morphing grid which is the all-encompassing basically uh, force of energy that every morpher samurizer uh, uh, and galactic weapon that you know turns a ranger into a ranger that has been through all of the series and it's called the morphin grid and in this new this newest one that they plan on doing it's supposed to be like somebody is trying to tap in and steal the morphin grid the power of the morphin grid so you can't have rangers anymore so tell us a little bit about the comic books i started reading the comic books and i am loving it because they're knee deep in there in their uh, uh first event called the shattered grid tell us a non-spoiler review okay so non-spoiler review uh, I will tell you this because this is an old event. Uh, in the comics, you discover that there is another world that mirrors our own, or at least mirrors the Rangers. But in that reality, their Tommy never went good. He stayed powerful. He destroyed the Rangers and took over the Earth with Rita Repulsa, who he murdered afterwards. And he found the power of the Black Dragon. So he wears a costume that's a blend between the Dragon, uh, the Green Ranger costume and the White Ranger costume. And the Rangers end up fighting him several times. And the Shattered Grid event is basically him deciding he wants to take over the prime dimension where the the, the, the team of Rangers is. And this whole arc, so event is them trying to get with other uh, Ranger teams and stop him. And the, co- the, the, 
the art is really good. The storyline's nice. They've they've they're giving more dimension to the characters, which I love. And you know, you also find out in this comic that Zordon had for a short time a team in the 1960s. Where that doesn't he, surprise me. Where uh, where in the 1960s his Red Ranger the for the Tyrannosaurus was a woman, and it was great. They finally gave us a woman Red Ranger. It's in the comics, but it counts. And the the series is really good. Uh, I picked up in a copy of the of Power Rangers for Free Comic Book Day. They they're one, and the whole issue is basically Zordon going and talking to the fates of the Morphing Grid, like and it's beautiful and and like it it's one thing is okay this it's not really spoilery because it, it's a free comic book day comic but zoran goes there and talks to him because he wants to talk to the keeper of the grid basically the high master like this entity but these fates are telling him and it's funny as he's talking to him there's all it's there's three of them and as he's talking to him they're shifting through costumes through ranger suits like at one point he's talking to him and they're dressed as the saber two tiger ranger and then a second later they're the they're the pink time force ranger and he and oh wow that's neat oh like, yeah in a comic form that's awesome oh yeah it's really art cool. styles and they're like and they, they're like zordon of eltar you know you've come here too soon and he's like i understand that but this is a dire moment and they're like we get it but you know you're thinking very linear you know we're timeless this is something that that needs to be handled and because he's trying to get the the keeper of the morphing grid to actually help them flat out and they tell him like the power you used to come here and talk to us was the power you was the only power you had left and that would have allowed you to become and become the fourth fate of the four of the grid become the fourth uh, uh, morphing grid fate and they're like you can't now this will be the last time you ever come here so zordon sacrificed his ability to become one with the morphing grid to help his rangers wait so you're telling me the council told zordon he wasn't thinking fourth dimensionally exactly they told him his time on earth made him think too linear Wow, that's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they they told Zordon of Eltar that his his thought process was too linear because he had spent so much time on Earth with humans, and um, it was great. Oh wow! And I will say, I do very much suggest uh, you guys going out and picking up at least the shattered grid, the the shattered grid uh, where the shattered grid starts. Yeah, there's is, a trade. There's a trade now. Yeah, they have a trade for the first bit. Oh, of it. awesome! I might have yeah. to check that out. Though. It's really good. The end of issue twenty-five, you're gonna drop the book. That's all I can um, say. When they promoted the series, they actually filmed Power Rangers scenes with Lord Draken, and he took the helmet off, and it was um, Jason David Frank. It was actually oh, son him. of a bitch. That's yeah, awesome. They did that. And then they did another one at the for the beginning of the event, and it's um, all these images of like past Power Ranger episodes, and then look sitting in the throne. Is Jason David Frank as Lord Draken in the costume and everything, and he looks like he's fucked up. Damn. And he's but you what you don't what you notice that when he when you get a good look is he's sitting in a larger version of Lord Zed's throne, and these centuries come in, and the centuries he found a way to cannibalize the Morphers. So his army are versions of the Rangers. He has uh, Red Centurion, he has a uh, Tyranno, uh, Tyrannosaurus uh, Centurions, Mastodon Centurions, and they're like these armored out versions of the Power Rangers costumes. And one of the, the, the Sabertooth Tiger centuries uh, comes up to him. So it's basically the Sabertooth Tiger helmet, these big bulky armor pads in the, in the yellow, and then they have these spears. But the spears look almost like uh, a version of what their weapon was. So like her uh, Sabertooth Tiger daggers are like at the tips of the spear. And it's great. And they're like, you know, they're ready to do this. And he go and he tell like, I, I won't tell you the whole thing. But like it's just amazing, like he he got together with them and did this uh, f- to promote the event. 
So, ah, uh, it's so good. <laughs> and so very good. Uh, you know, I, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for Power Rangers today. Brian, can we please do a part two in the future? Yeah, we can do Power Rangers again. We're, we're going like, to come back to everything. That's actually one thing I want to do is go through our old episodes and see which topics we want to re- redo. Oh, for sure. This is definitely put this on the list as a redo because I could talk about this so much more. Well, I'm definitely going to have to watch uh, some of uh, Linkara's History of Power Rangers and get up on that. He does uh, the, a YouTube guy named Linkara does a a uh, movie. There, it, he does a bunch of videos where he goes in depth about every single season of Power Rangers, and it's quite thorough and quite impressive. To me, interesting. That watch. sounds amazing. I am so down for that. You have no idea. Yeah, his main show is a, a show called Atop the Fourth Wall, where he, it's just comic book reviews and stuff. But he does he does a thing David, called History of Power Rangers. David, you sound like you're eating your mic. I'm not. I haven't moved. Oh, okay. Is that better. Yeah, that's better. better. Oh, yeah, that's you're better. Good. Uh, what do I need to re-say? No, you're good. We understood uh, you. you just thought, uh, you just yeah, you were just podcast. describing Linkara's site. And, is yeah. it a YouTube channel or a podcast? Uh, he has his own website, but it's mostly YouTube videos. Okay. All right, for sure. We're yeah. I you know, I I am all about the history of Rangers and going in depth with it all. It's beautiful. Like when Tommy does when they find the video of Doctor Thomas Oliver talking about his history as hey, a Power hey, Ranger. Michael. I was like, yes, Michael. No, Brian. Shut no, the Brian. Fuck up. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no. What are I, we doing now, Michael? It's now it's time to describe a movie badly. Brian, tell them how we do this now. Um, we're going to take turns describing movies badly and then trying to guess. Um, da- um, David, do you have anything? Uh, sure. Uh, okay. Uh, a guy has a really bad couple of days, but likes to go bowling. Big Lebowski. Okay. That wasn't that bad. That wasn't that hard. Okay. Um, I got a special one because Heather came up with one for me and she had me write it down so I could read it. Ooh. Okay, do it. An ex-con gets recruited by a veteran to save the world on a small scale using a highly co- coordinated underground militia. This... Ooh. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. An ex-con gets recruited by a veteran to save the world on a small scale using a highly coordinated underground militia. Gale. Expendables? Yeah, no. Ah, damn. Oh man, dude, that, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, that's a really good one. I, can't my think na- of it. I had to change my nerdy thing so it wouldn't clue you in. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I can't. I can't think of it. Ant Man. Oh my oh, god! Bitch. <laughs> Holy shit! Got to give credit to Heather. She came up with that. The the exact wording of that. That's really good. That was really good. Because we watched Ant Man together last night. Because we want to watch Ant Man and the Wasp, and she hadn't seen Ant Man yet. Yeah, my my mind was going completely other places. So. Yeah, she was very careful not to use the word heist in her description. Mm. Uh, Michael, do you got anything? Uh, I think I think so. I don't know if it's going to come out how I want it to, but we're going to try. So there's there's these there's this group of people. They have they they like to hang out and they they it opens up with the skydiving scene. They have to stop this dude who's trying to take over the world by killing all the parents. Oh, in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, the skydiving scene kind of gave it away, but I wanted to see where you were going with it. <laughs> uh, I, I was worried nobody would get it if I didn't put in the skydiving scene. Oh, man. I want to see if I can really describe a movie badly and have you still get it. Um, pizza, sewers. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I mean, not, uh, that's almost a good description of the movie. Wait, 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 wait. A nine hours about returning. Uh, nine hours about returning jewelry. 
Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I like that one a lot. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. That one's really good. <laughs> I mean, if you watch the special edition, it's 12 hours. Return of the King is a five-hour movie, and I will sit through it. I agree yeah, entirely. The D and D campaign where they're trying to where they're trying to um, to um, remove a curse for nine hours. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. D and D. Oh, D and D group finds a a science fiction uh, a science fiction uh, tabletop game, and then they ha- and it starts out with uh, nine. In- uh, so far, they have eight installments of sessions where they have space wizards. What Star Wars? Oh, oh, God! Don't <laughs> you know what? Next time you guys have a Star Wars episode, I want in on this because Star Wars is my jam. Oh, totally I can I can talk for weeks about Star Wars. Oh, um, me too, David. Do you have anything special you're into right now, or anything you want to promote? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I I don't. I'm not all that creative myself, so I don't have any creative things going on in my own thing. I'm Name a, a YouTube channel things. you really like. Uh, well, I already plugged Linkara, even though I'm not affiliated with him whatsoever. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Binging with Babish recently, if you're into cooking shows. Oh, I, I love Binging love with show. Babish. I, I just so discovered good. him a few weeks ago, and I've already caught up and waiting for new episodes. I have never wanted to have a Bob's Burger so bad. Right? <laughs> I made his pasta aglioli, and and my friends are huge fans of it. I get requests to make it all the time. Nice. Yeah. Did you make it for us? I don't think you have. No, I never have. <sighs> Jerk. Yeah. I'll have to come off to Portland. You'll have to make it. I've only made it for friends here, actually. I made it for friends when I visited a few times. and um, It's just oily, garlicky um, pasta. And what's I'm wrong with that? I mean, Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I make okay. the gluten-free vegan version. Ooh. Which intriguing. just, you know, has vegan Parmesan cheese instead of regular Parmesan cheese. Did you see the episode on, on binging where he made Jake's sandwich? Yes, yeah. I've seen every episode of that. It's quite good. Oh yeah, you're. I've caught. also seen the little bonus episode where he makes um um oh what's the the song that Jake sings the pancake song. Oh yeah yeah. Oh bacon yeah. pancakes. Yeah, bacon pancakes. Making uh, bacon pancakes, bacon pancakes. The um uh when he made bubble bass's Krabby Patty. Oh, that God. was oh. that was a great one. Oh, oh I I love that joke because it's every freaking secret menu item. Yeah, from diners, could, fast food places, restaurants. Yeah, oh, yeah. he actually and, had to have someone write down what they all mean. It's the most pretentious freaking order anyone's ever made in anything he in pop culture. The twenty-four patty patty melt or whatever stupid like, thing it yeah, was. Yeah, the giant ass patty melt on Texas toast, like so, like tons of a uh, grilled onion, everything, and it was just like, jeez. We serve food here, sir. Yeah, he spent over an he spent over an hour just grilling the onions. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this took a while. Oh, but it looks good. Onions take a long time. Oh yeah, that's for why sure. most places keep a vat of them because yeah, yeah they take a long time. And oh yeah, I'm never patient enough to caramelize them all the way. No, I I, I get them to sauteed and I'm good. Because you have to cook them on low for a long freaking time. It takes oh. forever, and you have to you have to keep coming back and stir them. I equate caramelized onions to making risotto. Risotto was another one of those pain in the ass things to make because you have to stand in front of the stove pouring broth in and stirring. Yep, you do. Yeah, you know, but if the what? But the amended version he made, he's like, "This is how it would be to make it good," and then he made it, and I was like, "That it looks was still like, like quad uh, quad patty patty belt." It was. Insane. Oh yeah, but it was still amazing. My YouTube channel of the week that I'm gonna promote this week will be Tasty. 
Um, it's a BuzzFeed channel. Um, and they have a show called Eating Your Feed that I really like where they make they make things from memes. They make Instagram things and things from YouTube chat YouTube videos. Huh. Oh, like, like they that. made they made that pasta that you have to make it in a hollowed out um, wheel of Parmesan. Oh, nice. So it costs like 900 Ooh. bucks just to make it because you have to buy the wheel of Parmesan. Dear God. Yeah, wheel of Parmesan is freaking expensive. Oh, yeah, no joke. Jeez. Yeah, yeah I see that. They then mix the pasta inside so it all gets evenly coated with it. Yeah, you pour cognac into the wheel, into the hollowed out wheel, and then it's a bowl made out of a wheel of Parmesan. You pour cognac into it and you light it. So it's a flambe. <laughs> uh, the guild. Ah, oh, now this where we'll smoke cigars and drink cognac. <laughs> they also <laughs> made the they made the Frito burrito, the flaming hot Cheeto burrito. Oh, they that made, makes me miss the volcano burrito from Taco Bell. Uh, they made the um the burger with the Mornay sauce poured all over it, uh, the cheese sauce. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's a big freaking burger, and then they cover the entire thing in cheese sauce. So it's messy. It almost yeah. sounds like an epic meal time. Almost. No, no, no. Epic meal time. They would have made they would have made a hundred burgers into a lasagna and then put it in a vat of cheese and then they would have climbed into the vat of cheese and eaten it. And yeah, what's the problem? You're, 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 you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not epic wrong, but melt- what's the problem? <laughs> See, a burger covered in melted cheese isn't crazy enough for epic meal time. No. And they always eat it in a gross way. They always like shove it into their it's it's I, I can't watch yeah, Epic Meal Time. I don't Epic usually Meal watch the end yeah. when they eat I don't it. normally I watch, watch them eat. I watch them make it, but I don't normally. Yeah, ex- exactly. Epic Meal Time reminds me of the scene in um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5 where, where Freddy Krueger force feeds the girl and makes her explode. Oh, God, yeah. That's a hard one to watch. That's yeah. hard for yeah. me to watch through my audio cut out for a second. I just realized yeah, that. Yeah, one of those movies I'm never going to watch, so yay. Oh, do not watch that one. No, I'm not going, going to. No worries. So gross. Um, um, Michael, anything to promote this week? Um, I've, well, I, I've, I've promoted him before, but I'm going to do it again because he's he's putting out a lot of good stuff. Uh, Puffin Forest, he does a lot of those D&D, animated D&D stories. That oh, he's good. Oh, I love his stuff. He's he's I, he's putting out a lot of really good stuff. Um, also, um, it's really a show, like there are two shows that they're they're doing on Funny or Die right now. One is called Zach Morris's Trash, and it's all about they're picking apart uh, episodes of Saved by the Bell and explaining why Zach Morris is a huge flaming piece of trash. Okay. He's just I, a piece of he's like a, a douchebag piece of shit. I'm and gonna it, include a bonus shout out. Um, it's Alex Clark. Um, if you haven't checked out his animations yet, check him out. He's great. Okay. Yeah, Alex Clark's really good. He t- he's one of those ones that tells stories about when he was a kid and he animates them. Okay, yeah, definitely. Alex Clark, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's it's really, really good. It, it, just be prepared to be a fan after you watch him, because they're addicting, and he's really good at cliffhangering. Mm, I got so you. So you'll get, you'll get hooked on a story. And like he has stories that have been going on for 30 episodes, but he only, he only adds installments every few months on some of the stories. He continues to do videos every week, but he'll leave you hanging on the stories. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, I like that. That that's that can be fun. It can also be quite cruel, depending on how good the story oh, yeah. is. Well, uh, his big famous story, the the one that people have been begging him to finish, is the story about how when he was a when he was a teenager, he had a relationship with a hot babysitter, his uh, sister's babysitter. Huh. Oh no, brown oh. chicken, brown cow. Okay, brown chicken, brown cow. Oh and man. 
That's good. And most of his fans are teenagers. Ah, uh, makes sense. Yeah. Makes that, a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. No, but I, I like it. I really like Alex Clark. And it's it's one of those YouTube videos that you can pretty much show to anybody. Well, uh, that's what I like about the that's what I like about Puffin Forest is his he, you can show his stuff to almost anybody because he does a lot of well it's not even just D and D stories just game, his gaming stories and stuff that's happened to him and like I've I just stumbled onto one of his videos one day and I was like well this is pretty good and like yeah, I, first time is good I love his voice oh his voice is amazing I love hearing his voice he's got to hate his voice. I was listening to his latest episode in the break room at work and somebody goes I thought that was a video of you. Because apparently they think I sound a lot like Buffin Forest. Hmm. People uh, say Alex Clark sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, he gets compared to Jerry Seinfeld all the time because he has a similar kind of voice. Oh, then I'm for sure going to listen to this guy. I think it's because he's from Massachusetts. So he has a little and bit of that East Coast lilt. Yeah, probably. Probably. Oh, the other uh, the other show on Funny or Die is uh, a very special episode where they go through special like episodes of old sitcoms and, and just tear it apart. Like, for example, one of them is... Um, a family family ties episode where Tom Hanks is a raging alcoholic uncle. Oh wow! And they make bad um, um, uh, movie references between him and Michael J. Fox. And like uh, at the end, he goes, "And he totally bitch slaps, uh, and he totally bitch slaps Alex back to the uh, back to the couch." <laughs> but he says in the scene, but he's in the sense of Back to the Future. Um, well, it's two a.m. in the Burbs, and he's getting drunk, and he's getting drunk on a hobo cocktail of maraschino cherries. Well. We are running really late, so yes, we, we better, are. We better. This was a very fun episode. Out. Yeah, this was a very fun episode. Uh, we're definitely coming back to Power Rangers, David, the yes. Lord Toothpick. <laughs> thank you for being on. We're definitely having you back. You are. Oh, thank you. Fun. You're so much fun to have on the show. Next time we have any kind of nerdy get together, I will try and invite you. Oh you know, yeah. You know, Michael, I have to admire your restraint there. It was really impressive how you didn't say David's whole name, David Diebold the Third, because I you know was he's going to say the same. He, I he was didn't. digging my nails into the wood of the armoire of which my laptop sits. Because, you know, it was um, very difficult. David Theobald III, we will promise that we will not abuse our powers and use your name, David Theobald III, oh, way too lie. much don't by saying David Theobald III da- too David, much. David, David, David. Because David, we know David that you Theobald. don't like it when your name is abused by people saying David Theobald III. So we won't say David Theobald III that often. What if What if we just say David Theobald III? Uh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's not that I don't like it. It, just, it sounds He's got a gun in his hand right now. He used the whole thing. <laughs> well, what, what the best part is, is you're a fan of our podcast, and we've turned your name into a bit. I know. It's great. <laughs> I, we did it before we ever had you on or involved oh, or anything. I, which yeah, the, yeah. I, I know. I guarantee those episodes where we mention his name, he's just like, I think the best part is how 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 hard we try not to include fans' last names unless they ask us to, and we didn't even get, get permission from them. <laughs> yeah, everybody else really. Like, you just start going to town. Or this man, <laughs> oh, all right. Or this person, and then they're like, so yeah, and then David Theobald the third. I think the first time we mentioned him, we were like, we were like, you know, normally don't we mention last names, but you know, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian's like, I met my friend and he told us your full name, and we were like, that is the best fucking name ever. <laughs> See, my oh. whole life, I, I've always been nicknames because, uh, my as because I'm a third, especially like family get-togethers or Christmas and stuff. There were two or sometimes even three Davids in a room, so you'd say David, and three people would look. <laughs> I so I've, al- I've always gone by nicknames I was I was little David growing up which was ironic because I've never really been a small child but that's uh, beside the point <laughs> I waited till we were done 
but I, I wanted to just share a quick story about David real quick, just before we close out. I, I, oh, don't, yeah. I don't mind. I know we're, we're trying to get out of here, but right. um, David and I got into a shouting match with each other at the at, at a con not too long back. <laughs> what? We did. Oh, yeah, you're right. We did. Yeah. Explain yourself, good and sir. And who, who was right in that argument? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What was, wait a minute, what happened? You tell the story, Brian. You're, you remember more of it than I do. Uh, we were playing Star, uh, we were playing Pathfinder, and, oh, God, if I can remember exactly what the rules thing was. Um, get, can you help me at all? I honestly don't have much it, that. I remember it happening. Remember I don't remember the remember argument, what it was about. but you don't rem- I remember you just saying, no, you're wrong. You are wrong. There is no, no, no. Yeah, it was some, it was some oh, obscure rules lawyer. Oh, I think thing. I got it. I got it. No, it was um, attacks of opportunity and how they change your order and initiative. Yes, that was it. That was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. they. Uh, I've always been under the impression that they don't change the order. Yeah, they do. They 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 they, they, they do. And that I was arguing the same point you were. <laughs> yeah, when you when you make an attack of opportunity, your initiative is shifted to before the person that provoked the attack. No, 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 no. It was uh, it was <laughs> readied action. No, it was, it was readied, readied, it was readied, readied and hold, held actions and ready held actions. Your initiative order is changed till after the person you held after. Ready yeah. to actions, your initiative changed is before. before. You act before. The, your trigger goes off, you act before them. And you don't get your turn in the original turn order. Yeah, and I was arguing yeah, against that. that. that I, was, I was very vehement that I was right, that I was very wrong. So- and, well, the reason why the argument went so long is because I didn't remember the initiative order change, and I couldn't figure out why you were giving the person a second turn. Yeah, that was yeah. the other issue, is I gave somebody a second turn suddenly. I was like, well, their initiative order changed. <laughs> Yeah, when you're at a convention and it's been like, you know, you've been playing, you're you're probably on your sixth freaking event or game, your your minds are a little slow. And I, I refer to me as this year too, um, because I, 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 after the argument had already ended and I was like, okay, you're the GM, whatever, a little later on I went, oh yeah, initiative order changes and when you make your attack of opportunity you're before when you make your ready to action you're before the person you you're before the event that readied it and and david was like yep 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 that's right oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> look i am not above admitting when i am wrong and that is one thing a lot of people don't do which i guess people think it's weird of me for doing but yeah if i'm wrong at something i will own it like, yep oh, i was wrong hey good job <laughs> it doesn't happen to me too often and i and I think part of that, and I have a little bit of reputation at the cons of being a bit of a hothead, so people fight with me pretty hard. (laughs) Fight me, bro. Fight me, bro. Yeah, Yeah. Michael wouldn't know. Michael would have no idea that I I, I have a little bit of an anger problem. (laughs) I mean, shut the fuck up, Michael. (laughs) When when you've been sitting at at Pathfinder tables for 16 hours, and it's like 1 in the morning, and you got to finish this game so you can go home. Yeah. We're, we're, like, oh my god, shut up! We're going to have to have you on for Star Wars, we're going to have to have you on for something Pathfinder related, but close us out, Mikey. Alright, so today was a really good episode. We finally got to do the episode I've been wanting to do for a while. We got to talk about the Power Rangers. We got to have David Theobald III on today. And it was really great to have on, to have you on, David Theobald III. <laughs> the bit is back. Oh, man. You know, as much as, just like I said on one of the uh, on Twitter when I posted, I hate you guys sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, uh, you're definitely coming back. It was a really good episode. And, you know, 
I'm your host, Special Mikey. Along with me was Super Vegan Brian. Bye, everybody. And David Theobald the Third, the Toothpick Lord. Bye. Till next time. Till next time. As always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. 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 Say goodbye, David Theobald the Third. Brian. Bye. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> Show. Will, 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 will,